Welcome back to episode four. Today's podcast, we're going to be talking about buses, runs, weddings, all kinds of exciting things that we encountered over our 15 seasons with personal best. Sarah, what kind of stories are we going to tell today? Well, we're going to talk a little bit about the events themselves, some of the haphazard things that happened with our buses. Yeah, buses. And we're even going to talk a little bit about a wedding that happened. Yeah, yeah. Somebody got married. I heard that. Well, you can't pile a couple hundred people on two or three buses for 15 seasons and not have some exciting stories to tell. How many different companies did we use as we rented buses uh, over the years? Was it three, four different ones? I think it was at least three different companies. And there was usually some kind of experience that said, okay, we time to switch bus companies, right? One of the things that was great about our program was that Kaiser actually paid for us to bus 250 people up to the half marathon event. It made for a great experience because all you had to do was get up very early and get to the hospital the riders were all picked up and dropped off right at the race. And then after the race, they could get on the bus and go back to the medical center and enjoy the rest of their day, which was usually the Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah, it was, we had, uh, we were very fortunate to have Kaiser and that have this, our running program be funded by Kaiser as in their wellness program. And Sarah being the wellness coordinator, having her thumbprint, right, on the pulse of this, this program. It was a great time on the buses. It was an exciting morning. It would be dark. People would start showing up at the lobby at Santa Clara Kaiser, usually before the doors would open. We'd be all standing out there, the early birds, trying to catch the worm, waiting for the doors to be slid open manually. They would security as we'd finally get a hold of them. And then we'd all pile into the lobby. And that's this volume would go from uh, zero decibels or whatever it was all the way up to where you could hardly hear yourself tie your running shoes. I'm going to tell you that every year my breath was held. I was very nervous until we pulled up and I saw those buses sitting mm-hmm, out in front. Mm-hmm. Because what would you do if the buses didn't show up for the yeah, event? Yeah, that was always a good sound. We'd get there and, and Sarah would be calling security. We'd hear the rumbling of diesel buses. and The smell wasn't so good as we all passed them, but it was nice to see them there warming up and knowing that we'd be piling into them as soon as we somehow managed to get everyone's name checked off a little box. It was it was really a good experience. People really appreciated riding on the buses and it just was this sense of camaraderie when we could all ride up together and everybody could share their tales at the end of the day. And they sure had a lot of tales. I would say that it was also enticing for a lot of the coaches as they would say, why the bus rides? That'll keep me coming back. They were always nice, and a lot of people didn't have that, and it was always a mad scramble, especially going, what, what would we drive, 60 miles north into the city um, to the Golden Gate Park, somehow try to find a parking spot, but in a bus, you just pile you out, and there you are, short walk to the starting line. Right. Not every year, though, went that smoothly. One year, I remember it was one of our first years, and we had... We always told people that they needed to go to the finish line to be picked up at the buses because the buses were just parked down past the expo area. And all you had to do was just walk down the road after you left the Right, the the, the race would start at one position in Golden Gate Park and then across the park 
near the ocean would be the finish line. So the buses would drop you off at a different location. Some folks, no matter how much we told them or expressed to them that they needed to just stay near the end of the race by the crowd, the buses are right there. Do not walk somehow back to the starting line. One year we had somebody go back to the, to the start line and it was lucky that Coach Bill had driven his car up that day. So I had to jump in the car. I was on the phone talking to the person and we drove back to the start line and picked him up. Meanwhile, the last bus had to stay and wait. So that was a bit of a drag. We got more specified with we our, learned our lesson. Yes, but we were <laughs> still more happened a couple, couple, couple times as well. Right, more and specific. It was, what, it was maybe five or six miles apart, right? Where um, from the start to the finish, so it was quite a distance. It yeah. wasn't a short walk. Yeah. And back then, it was just uh, twelve years ago. The cell phones weren't quite as good either. No. So that made a difference, and that contributed to. We, we just happened to trip across people sometimes, and we're all waiting on the bus for this last person, and there's they're trying to tell us where they're at, and and then their phone dies, and we're like, what are we going to do? Should we leave them? How yeah. many times did we have to ask so, ourselves that question? Right. Well, we made it specific that they needed to make yeah. sure that they were responsible. Yeah. We gave them complete directions with a map and everything. Basically, we told them that they needed to make sure to bring extra money in case they missed the bus because we were not going to wait for them. Yeah, it took a while before we yeah. weren't so codependent, right? You're on right. your own. Hey, this is, you got a free, you got a free bus ride. I think five bucks we charge people. And you're adults. And you're adults. So we're yeah. just going to treat you like that. And we're leaving this, even though we extended it and we waited and called. Right. We didn't make any exceptions except for the one year that we allowed someone who was not in the race to ride on the race. This was pretty much a big mistake. They had brought their child with them, and her boyfriend was going to meet her at the finish line. He ended up walking back to the start line, so we had to go and get him. It was, I if it hadn't been for the child, we probably would have said, well, they're going to have to take a Uber or a taxi or a bus. There was no home. Uber back then, but <laughs> <I don't laughs> who knows? Yeah. Anyways, they're on your on their own. Yeah. yeah. So After that, a, we learned the lesson involved. that if you you're not running, you're not riding right. on the bus. No spectators, no family members, no yeah. stowaways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hard lessons learned. Then we had the year that the buses broke down. Yes. We arrived. In the parking lot, we were already loading up the buses, and one of the buses would not start. So they're lined up in the lobby in front of this big hospital and out on the pavement there, and they're all idling, and then one dies. We're all getting ready to load on them, and they can't get it started. We had to fit uh, three buses of people into two buses, right? Some people were scrambling, I can just drive, and they're jumping in their cars, and you want to drive with me? So we had some carpoolers, some brave people that said, I'll just drive. Those were probably the more seasoned runners that didn't. Yeah. Probably but, wasn't safe. We had three people on a seat. Yeah, and then we packed everybody else. <laughs> I, I set half cheek on all the way up uh, up into the city. That wasn't a fun year, but we made it up there. We did the race. And then they sent another bus for the end of the race. But meanwhile, as we were driving back to Santa Clara from the race, our bus broke down. Right, so it's the same day, right? Yeah, same, same day, day same, different same, bus. Same company. Uh, actually, the last time we used that bus company, <laughs> yes. which is one of the things, right? Sure. So on the way up, one of the bus breaks down. And then they have, okay, we have another bus, so you still have three buses to return. 
And then that the bus we're on, the last bus as we're heading home, breaks down as we're heading down 280 south towards Santa Clara. It was it, pretty it frightening was, because... And then we remember we were going through the city and we're, he was like jerking. I'm like, does this guy know how to drive? But right. he was having problems with his accelerator. Right. He still got on the freeway. He got on the freeway. And then he wouldn't get off the freeway as we asked him to so that he could wait for another, for the repair. Instead, um, he broke but, down on the freeway. So we're on the side of the freeway yeah. in so the we, bus. And we had to transfer 50 people onto another bus on yeah. the freeway. That was That was just... Why? So we have a bus company to not recommend for you. <laughs> I don't even remember the name. Or... <laughs> yeah, it was just one yeah. of those things. And then we had another bus company that we, we pay for the buses for all day. They're supposed to sit and wait for us. So as people come back from the race, they can get on and, and leave. And the last bus to leave, everybody puts their supplies on there. Well, one year, this company that we use, they unbeknownst to us they leased out that bus to run people to the airport yeah we hired him for the whole day but in the meantime they were going to go well we have this period where we're just waiting for the race to finish and the first, and the last of the runners to come back we'll just take one of the buses and we'll pick up some fares and run them to the airport while we're while we're already paying paying them but what happened like sarah said is they took the bus that everyone had put all their possessions down in the first runners get back and they want their dry clothes and they want all their their water bottles and their bananas and their all the stuff they brought. And they get there. There's two buses. Where's the third bus? And it's the bus with all our stuff. What? It was yeah, not. It was not a good situation. <laughs> but it all worked out. We finally got everybody back and got their stuff. So that was and okay. That was and that was last time we hired. <laughs> yeah. And then we found another bus company. Yeah, and the the <laughs> next bus company is a company that they did a really good job. They yes. were so professional. Everybody loved them. The buses were even better. So if you're looking for a good bus company, it's Royal Coaches. Royal Coaches. I Thank you for supporting them. Personal Best Santa Clara for a lot of good years. Yeah, they're bus Great drivers. Buses. Friendly, super friendly, super helpful, just on the spot. And we hired three three buses. For all day on a Sunday. So that's that was our bus adventures, which were really, really always fun. Can't talk about a race in San Francisco in the month of February without talking about the weather. We had some exciting times with the weather, Sarah. We sure did. Boy, every year was a different story. I remember in 2008, which was my very first half marathon that I completed, we had rain, we had sleet, we have had hail yeah, yeah, and we had that, some yeah. sunshine too it was a year that i learned how well hats work in keeping the rain out of your eyes and the hail from hitting in the, in the face the last half of the race we run south along the great highway towards the zoo with the wind off the pacific ocean that year it hit us in the back of the neck as we ran south and then it hit us in the face as we ran back to the finish line after turning at the zoo it was exciting times. It was Sarah's first year. We had turned and the, the hail and the cold water was hitting us in the face and we were dipping down our, our left shoulder, running with our left shoulder up in the air and trying to block it with our hat as we were getting hit in the face. And Sarah said, let's, I'm going to walk. I said, no, don't walk. Yeah. When you turn around and go back the other way, it was like hitting a wall, not a runner's wall, but a wall of wind. <laughs> and I felt like I was trying with all my 
hardest effort to move forward, but I was not going very fast. Exciting times. We got got through that though, and that made for the best story. And we did it early, right? That was early, and actually, uh, in in the whole process, halfway through our all of our seasons, we had a challenge, and we faced it, and we had a story to tell, and that was a story everybody tells that was there that year. Right. Had other years where the weather was great. Well, one year that the weather was very hot, and mm-hmm. it was good weather, but pretty much too hot for. Yeah, there. yeah. People were not expecting it, and they were overdressed and getting overheated. Yeah, we had a couple ambulances on the. I run took that my year. shirt off, and nobody wanted to see that. But it was a pretty hot day. We had one year that the weather was nice. It was perfect. It wasn't too hot. wasn't too cold. And the biggest problem with that was getting people on the buses to go back. Oh yeah, yeah. Nobody <laughs> wanted to leave the city. We're gonna go what now? But it was Super Bowl Sunday, so people. Had, most people had other plans, but it was hard to leave the city on a beautiful February day. We had some rainy, rainy days, though, didn't we? Yep. That one year that the rain was just coming down, and we had to get off the buses real quick because they move when they drop you off, they move you out really quick because they're going to close down the street, so they want to get all the shuttles in. We had to get off the bus, and we headed for the race, but we found an overpass. And we just stood under that as long as we possibly could until the race. So it was completely dark still. It was, what? 6.30. 6.30, and they usher our three busloads off in the pouring rain. And we quickly make a dash down John F. Kennedy Boulevard to the first overpass, and we huddle there for probably an hour. We kind of hog the space. People were pushing their way through us, and we were charging them money to stand there. (laughs) We started leasing out square footage. It wasn't that bad, but... It was a memorable story for sure, and, that, and here we are talking about it again. Right. It just, people learn to go with the weather, whatever it was. Garbage they, bags. Yes. Garbage bags are the my favorite thing. I even wore them when it... First, poke a hole for your head. Yeah. Put your head through before. Yeah. Some people put arms through, but I liked my, just to poke a hole through and have my arms inside, because what it did was it blocked the wind and kept your, your heat in. Uh-huh. And it also, if it was raining, kept you kept you pretty much dry. And you could kind of roll it up and tuck it in your belt. Yeah. And, and you would see them all along the way. I had the same pink bag for at least three or four years till it finally disintegrated. I bought clothes at the thrift store and, I, and my intention to throw them off, but then I felt bad. Uh, and so it was time around me, so I'm running with wet clothes tied around me. But I did the wet clothes one year, but I, I, I mean, wet clothes, the, the thrift store clothes. <laughs> and... I got all the way through. I had those rip-away track <laughs> pants, and I was almost to mile, probably 11. And there happened to be a booth of people standing there with water and with beer. Nice. And I just pulled my pants off and threw them over mm-hmm. to them. Wow. And they gave you beer? No, I didn't drink the beer. We had some uh, wet days there. We had some days of hail. But we had some really sunny days, that, and days that never ended. Or seemed like they would never end. <laughs> And then near the end, we had the great sandstorm, right? That was our last in-person run there. We were getting sandblasted. The the smiley faces were at a minimal that day because we were spitting sand out of our teeth all day. Everybody, I felt bad actually for the people who didn't have hats because at least the people who had hats could kind of pull their hat down over their eyes and their face and just keep their eyes down on the road and not get blasted. But people were eating sand. They were getting yeah, sand burn on their face, on the back of their <laughs> neck. That was a tough year. 
It was a tough year. I think one of the best weather days we had was at the day that it was the second day in February, not the first. It was Valentine's Day. Yeah. That year, the half marathon had been moved to the second Sunday because the Super Bowl was in San Francisco that year. They were hosting it. 2016. It, yes, 2016. Very good year. And it wasn't that the Super Bowl was happening in San Francisco, but there were all these activities around. The, and every hotel room in the city was booked with tourists and people there to watch the game. So we had an extra week of training. We had extra special Valentine's Day. We even got shirts designed for Valentine's Day. They were red Day. with hearts on them. Yeah. I had... The year before, in October, asked Sarah to marry me. We had decided to get married on Valentine's Day the next year, 2016. Lo and behold, they moved the race to our wedding day just so we could celebrate with 10,000 people. Thank you, Kaiser. <laughs> Thank you, the city of San Francisco. I think they all got together. Nonetheless, we were not deterred, and we took it on as a, not a challenge, but as a blessing to, to share our wedding day with our running club. Yeah, all the people that we have been training with. So it's like a whole day celebration of getting married. We really enjoyed that. And everybody took it in stride. I uh, ran yeah. as the bride with my mm -hmm. veil, hat, and sash. Yeah, from the moment we showed up at Kaiser Lobby in the dark. There they were donning Sarah with the veil and a, and a, and a sash saying bride-to-be or something, huh? Mm -hmm. Something like that. And, and away you ran with that. And then we left uh, to get on the bus, and they had decorated your car with a bunch of soap and a bunch of other things. So, yeah. so that was Carrie and, Carrie and some other folks, right? Yes. I think Jenny might have helped them a little bit. I'm not <laughs> sure. So that was fun. I, so I drove the, that car all day with all these blessings on it from our running club, wishing us a happy day and on and off the bus. It was a wonderful day. And Sarah with her veil and bride sash on it was one i highly recommend it if anybody is thinking about a fun thing to do for their wedding i highly recommend a running event running with your friends maybe even your family and then we jumped in sarah's car and we we drove south that was beautiful day driving south highway one yeah, there was a lot of people on the road made it though to our destination and we met up with a preacher that I had found online and hired to officiate. We stood there with our kids looking over a cliff. <laughs> Maybe we should have jumped. Uh, looking over a cliff to say our vows with all our kids there. It was a, and our granddaughter. It was a, it was a great, beautiful day. It was a great day. Another thing that we did was the year after I decided I could no longer run half marathons because of my hip, we decided to have a cheer section which we was located near the buses, but it was out on the Great Highway, about the seven mile going out and the 11 mile coming in. And we made signs like, you are my hero. Think of how funny you'll look tomorrow walking and just different inspiring So Sarah had several hours, several hours, right? To cheer people on after right. you finished the 5K. Now we were, and yeah, while I was waiting for people to come in and I had other people join me and we had bells and we just cheered and everybody. And made more signs every year and we reused them. Yeah. Well, what did some of them say? You are my hero. You are my hero. You can do this. Just I, think how funny you'll look, look walking, walking tomorrow. tomorrow. And different things like that. And, of course, Santa Clara, personal best rock stars. Right, right. Yes, cheering them on. If this was easy, everyone would do it. Yes. Yeah, and people enjoyed seeing the signs. I did coming up the highway. You're, it was a mile or so from the finish, and you had to 
make the turn and then head up this hill for the last probably uh, three-eighths of a mile to the finish line. Yeah. And that was always tough. But then there were the folks that your running club there with big signs give you a hug and shout your name. Yeah, I remember really cool. after the event, so another Kaiser employee, but not from our facility, from another facility, sent me a message saying that she was struggling and she saw our cheering section and that helped her get through and complete the race. Running through the chutes and seeing everyone cheering that had finished ahead of me and then turning around and cheering for those on our team and everybody that was behind me. Always a great time getting handed some water and a banana and then seeing a bunch of sweaty people wrapped in some of them wrapped in blankets depending on the weather or those little silver blankets they give you at the end and trying to find the chocolate milk and see if there's any left. The good times and heading towards the through the expo towards the buses trying not to get lost and hitting a big row porta potties at the end of the expo and knowing you're near the buses. Good time to end, uh, end the races. Right. So we saw the buses off and then we were on the last bus and it was just a great day to relax at the end and know that we, everything had gone well. Mm -hmm. And some people had the goal of being on the first bus because as each bus filled to what we thought was at least a third of the people that were there, we would send them off. So we had the people that were were faster or maybe they did the 5k for whatever reason they were wanted to get on the first bus be off and then the second bus and then where we would wait and we would make it home and sometimes it'd be hard to get off the bus remember how hard yeah. that was the funny thing watching <laughs> people climb off the bus at the end right we get back to santa clara and, oh, all your all muscles be, have yeah, tightened up we'd all be grunting down those steep steps off the bus uh that was that was uh, pretty consistent. Another consistent yeah. thing about our program, <laughs> climbing up, sore yeah. off the bus. Yeah, but, you know, it was no matter the weather, no matter the circumstances, every half marathon, when we were all was said and done, it was just a great day, and it was fun. And speaking of done, that's about done with our podcast. I would like to share with you all some of the things that I learned, some of the things that Sarah and I did together that I thought we were building a a running program but maybe it was a running program building me and the people I met and the people that I contributed with to something that I didn't really understand the time was going to be such a huge part of my life for so many years and it was just a gradual building of something that has impacted uh, a fourth of my life right 15 years thank you to everyone for coming alongside and running alongside us and joining Right, Sarah? For right. joining us yeah. and um, moving personal best forward and making an opportunity, a space, a place. It was a trail, but it was more than that. It was a, it was a place where we could all try something different. How many, how many people stepped up on the benches with us and shouted out and, or just gave a talk? Alexa and her three P's or whatever they were, her three holes, weren't they? Three P's. Oh, yeah, I forget. What it was. I don't forget what it was because I stuck around for the first one. <laughs> Yeah, creating and leading personal best has been one of the most rewarding things in my life. To see so many people who come together and they accomplish something they never thought was ever possible for them. That is very inspiring. The people who have come into my life through this program are very dear to my heart. If you are thinking of running with a group or perhaps starting a group of your own, my advice is do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Connect. Do it. Connect with someone. Connect with as many people as you can in something that you're passionate about. In our case, we were in such a unique position with the support of Kaiser. All right, let's give some shout-outs now, maybe, Sarah. 
Yeah, so thank you to the 1,500 plus people who've gone through our program and the over 60 amazing coaches we've had. Running Revolution has in been Campbell. in Campbell's been a get, great supporter yeah. of our program. Buy your shoes there, they'll give you a good fit. Carolyn, who has been my volunteer assistant for years and coached Love with you, us. Carolyn. She did so much to help support our program. To the lovely Amanda, my assistant, who is now going to be taking over the administrative part the Amanda of the show. <laughs> and then Kim Bassani is going to be taking over as head coach from here on. Thank you to her for years of support in this program. Kim is a great leader. We're so happy to have her in our program for all these years as a coach and just being there. Thank and, you, Kim. And then our partnership with San Jose Fit, Georgian, who was leading the charge there and sent us so many great coaches and participants. One of the best things that Personal Best ever did was connect through Bill, of course, Georgian and everybody. It's the we're all mingled together. Thank you so much to San Jose Fit, George Ann, especially all the wonderful people that we connected with at Kaiser, Ted and May, Alexa and Fojan. I miss running with you and Terry. I miss running with you too, Terry Pierce. Love you all, you guys, and miss you. We just know that uh, I'm running here up the peninsula, and we think about you all the time. And we're gonna wrap this up. Love to love to all our support. Peace and love. Run on, <laughs> run on. Right, Sarah? Run on. Run on. Run on. This is a run-on sentence. Run on, run on, run on.